0: Welcome to a self-published author's diary. I am Elodie Novodatsky. I write about first-time, second-chances, things that scare the crap out of me, and things that make me laugh out loud. I'll be speaking with you and sharing my adventures in self-publishing, the the behind-the-scenes of writing, and the business side of it. Before we get started today, a small message from our sponsor, Anchor. Thanks for listening. Good morning, or hello, is easier, right? Because I don't know when you're listening to this. It's May 23rd as I'm recording this, it's Sunday evening. Um, The chemical engineer is preparing some salad and for some reason... He's already recorded with me and he's been listening to all my podcast episodes, but it's still a little bit, I don't know, the flutters in my stomach as he's like, could be listening to me recording this episode and what is he going to think about it? And yeah, it's uh, as he's going to listen to this on Tuesday, he's going to say, what are you talking about? But he also knows me, so he probably won't say, what are you talking about? He will say it makes sense. So tomorrow on Monday, I have my port removal surgery and I have a lot of feelings about this. I am excited, I am nervous, I <laughs> I am nervous and excited. But this is not the topic of the day. <laughs> Today I will be talking about rebranding my series, the Gavard City series. But before I do that, let me tell you a little bit about what I've been doing this past couple of days. I have so many books waiting for me, both in paper version and on my Kindle. Now that I've pressed on on my audiobook project and that I'm waiting on possible feedback, I'm carving some time to catch up on my reading. I'm about to pick the book I had started reading right before deadlines loomed and (laughs) took all my time. And I'm very much looking forward to dive back into Wild Woman and the Blues by Denny S. Bryce. In a stirring and impeccably researched novel of jazz Age Chicago in all its vibrant life, two stories intertwine nearly a hundred years apart as a chorus girl and film student deal with loss, forgiveness, and love in all its joy, sadness, and imperfections. The chemical engineer and I are still watching For All Mankind on Apple TV and True Story... Ever since I started watching that show, I have a renewed interest in everything space or a sudden interest for everything space, in everything space. I'm not quite sure I was ever... It's not that I wasn't fascinated by it. It's that I didn't really think about it. Actually, I also wanted to just say that I did love one of my very first critic partners. And Jamie, if you're listening to this, I am still thinking about your story (laughs) that I've read probably more than a decade ago, and it was about Mars, and it was gorgeously written, and I still want to know what happens next, and it was just, it was just wonderful. So even though I may not have been the most interested at the time, or for a while, about everything space related i still enjoyed books and stories about space it's just that right now i am very very interested in all also the technical details and well maybe not all the technical details but the technical details it's fascinating everything about it's just fascinating so yeah and at the time i'm writing this we also on the third episode of the challenger the final flight documentary and there's so much material of that time and and just so much information about the tragedy but also the crew members their lives their preparation everything and this has been i mean watching this is heartbreaking On a different and yet related topic, we also watched that Unsolved Mystery episode about UFOs, and the chemical engineer did mention there was probably an X-File episode about that, so I'm probably going to look for it and try to see that episode as well. What are you currently watching? What are you currently reading? Let me know in the comments. And if you're looking for another book to read or an audiobook to listen to, you could win a copy of one of Katie Upperman's books. There is a giveaway and there is also an episode with Katie if you have not listened to it yet. The link to the giveaway is in the show's description and you could also win uh, one of my audiobooks that is narrated by Megan Carter. There is also an episode with Megan that was the episode before this one. And the giveaway's link is also in this episode's description. And all of the information is, of course, on my website, www.elodinovodatsky.com. And yes, I will spell Novodatsky again, N-O-W-O-D-S-D-O-G-A-Z-K-I-J. And the chemical engineer didn't mention that I'm saying that as if Elodie is just the easiest first name to spell, which I'm guessing it might not be. So Elodie is E. L as Laura, O as Orange, D as Dog, I as Ireland, and E as Elephant. Don't forget that you can ask me a question about self publishing on my books. You can also leave an audio message and I will actually play it on the podcast. And otherwise, I will answer the questions I receive per email and in the comments on the blog. Per email, you can send me an email at authorelodinovodatsky at gmail.com or you can leave a comment on the blog post on my website. I have received two questions in the past couple of weeks and I will be answering them at the end of the podcast. So thank you so much to the two listeners who have sent me your questions. I am making progress in my revision and I'm doubting everything, but I'm also very excited to plan the release. So a lot of feelings about that too (laughs) that I will get into at some point. So I think talking about writing with other writers on the podcast and having a Google chat with my critic partners where we send some lines on and off and encouraging each other is is really helpful to me. It motivates me and it really helps me to push through. Plus, as I've said, I've pressed send on my, la- my latest audiobook work. And when I reopened my Word document, I just got. Energized for some reason. I had not touched this revision in, I think, 10 days. And I missed it. And I mean, yes, I was thinking about it. And yes, I was working still on stuff related to self-publishing, the business side of it. But not writing for me is, as I've mentioned before, writing really helps me in a lot of different ways. So it's it was nice to get back into it. And yes, I said I reopened the Word document because while I drafted this novel in Scrivener, I'm actually revising it in Word. I think part of the reason why it's taking me so long, in addition to finding the time in the past couple of weeks, is that this is the first book I'm going to release in forever. And it is part of a new series. And I am so excited about this series. And I'm not going to heavily invest in advertising in the US until I have more books out in the series. But but what if when I put up for pre-order... You know, in my usual lucrative market, this book, a bonjour si vous êtes en France et que vous écoutez cet épisode, because France, again, has been my most lucrative market. But what if when I put this book up, I don't get the same momentum as I did in the past? The doubts are real. What I need to do is sit down and make my release to-do list and what my goals are for each of those items on that list. And it's true that just saying that out loud, it just helps me be more grounded and helps me also just being more organized and focus on what's one step at a time. That's probably the moment I should remind you all that The Leftover Bride is available for pre-order for only 99 cents on all e-retailers. The price will be raised to either $2.99 or $3.99 right after release. And here's a little snippet I just added. And actually, when I wrote that, because I first wrote blog post and then I'm recording this episode so I wrote the blog post yesterday some of it not all of it I finished today but when I wrote that part and I went to look for a snippet to add I ended up revising for 25 more minutes um, because I just enjoyed spending time with Ryan and Sorka and Sorka just had a pretty sexy dream and let's just say she's having trouble concentrating so here's one line from that chapter my entire face could generate enough heat for the entire state of Maryland If you'd like to be part of my early review team and get an e-copy before it is even released, make sure you join my reader's newsletter. Again, the link is in this episode's description or on my website. So now, as I've mentioned, the main topic today is rebranding. I have not rebranded any of my books, really. Like I have changed the cover between the... English version and another languages version. So the cover for Always Second Best is different for the U.S. version or the English version. I should not say U.S. because the market, the English speaking market is is much more than than the U.S. So the English version is different than, for example, the French version. On the English version, there is like a bracelet and a couple holding hands in the other languages version it's a couple almost kissing so it's very it's a very different cover for my gathered cd series it has been the same covers in all languages I have not changed those covers at all since I've released them and as I've mentioned before I either design my covers myself or I hire someone to design them and the gathered cd book covers have all been designed by Najla Camber. And I love the covers. I'm actually working with Nalja right now for an illustration that I might use on the Leftover bright cover. As you may recall, I'm going to ask my newsletter subscribers to help me choose the Leftover bright cover. So I already have one cover design and was starting to work on the second when I realized I didn't have the perfect couple illustration for it. And now I will. And if more readers prefer the one I have already designed, I'll still be able to use the illustrated couple in teasers and so on. But in the meantime, I've been looking at my Gavard CD series because I've had feedback in the past that maybe the covers did not necessarily capture the essence of the book, which is, again, a romantic suspense. The two first books in the series are Young Adult and the third book, Trust Me, Trust Me Not, is has more of a en- new adult feel because it takes place in college. So I compared this series and my readers compared this series to the Lifetime Movies and Criminal Minds. But do the covers reflect that? And here again, I'm going to use Megan's narration just for the first sentences in the Fear Me, Fear Me, Not book. Chapter
1: one. Fear. There's something about fear. It's intoxicating. The helplessness they feel. The adrenaline and need and wants it unleashes. Fear rights the wrongs. Fear is power. And for once, I have all the power. They're never going to save them. They're never going to catch me. They're never going to understand.
0: And in the Simi Siminode book.
1: Chapter one Melly. The Circle protects you from evil. The Circle's Book of Truth. Rule 9.
0: Evil doesn't sleep, doesn't rest, doesn't forget. Jeremiah uses his soothing voice despite the threatening reminder that
1: evil surrounds us, ready to pound on us and test us.
0: So when I was studying the covers for straight-up romantic suspense novels and the heat level in my books, does not warrant a naked chest on the cover. Because when you look at romantic suspense novels on Amazon, this is what you're going to see. You're either going to see the very sexy guy, or you're going to see something where you might not actually have anybody on the cover, but you might have a forest, or you might have a house, like an abandoned house, or you may have just a gun, or you may have just something related to what's in the book. So by the way, when I checked for romantic suspense books, I came across a book that is called Finding Elodie's Seal Team Hawaii book. It's the first time that I see my name on the t- in a title. And I may have gone down the how many titles have my name rabbit hole, and I found a few. Elodie, Behind the Illusion of Her Perfect Life, Hides the Truth, Elodie of the Sea, and then Books by Author Elodie Colt. And my own books, by the way, appeared on page four of Amazon, which is not the topic of the day, but it's still pretty interesting and I have to look into that. So as I said, the first two books in my Gavard City series are YA and the third one is New Adult. When it comes to the heat level, they are not considered sweet, but they're also not considered super steamy, meaning that things do happen, but they don't happen entirely on the page. So should I maybe rebrand them so the suspense aspect, so the Criminal Minds and Lifetime movie vibe is clearer? I don't think I can categorize them as domestic suspense. And again, there's a definite romantic element to them. Can you hear my husband making salad? Because <laughs> he's trying to be extra quiet, but I think I think you can hear it. So, I think my covers have some atmosphere because of the color scheme, or color scheme, but maybe the font is also not the best font for romantic suspense. I think I found the font that I want to use, and I think I have the design that could work. I've reworked it using one of the fonts I found mentioned on a creative indie article, which is called 300 Plus Foolproof Fonts to Use for Your Book Cover Design. And using a picture I have from Deposit Photo and designed it with Canva. So what I'm going to do is that I'm going to ask my newsletter subscribers and maybe in my Facebook author page if they've read Fear Me, Fear Me Not and what they thought about the cover versus the feel of the story. And if they have not read Fear Me, Fear Me, Not, what story comes to their mind when they first see the cover. I will also try the new cover with Facebook ads and with the German version of Firmi Firminaut because I'm also going to rework the categories for the German version of Firmi Firminaut with publisher Rocket. So I'll keep you updated. And as always, if you want to chime in on the covers, don't hesitate to join my reader's newsletter. And now here are the answers
1: for questions I've received. So the two questions I've received are... What is the first book I self-published? And this question was from Sam. So thank you very much, Sam, for asking the question. And the first book I self-published was One, Two, Three, And this book is about Natalia. When 17-year-old Natalia's dreams of being a ballerina are killed in a car accident along with her father she must choose shut down like her mother or up, open up to love and i wrote this book it took me several years to write that book and it's not the first book it's not the first book i've ever written the first book i've ever written i actually started writing a book in high school but i never finished it The first novel I've finished was a book that I've written or that I wrote in 2009, I want to say, or 2010, and it was about, well, not long after Twilight came out, that's when I finished writing my first book, and it was about a witch and there is a curse and and part of it takes place in france during the time of the witch trials and the witch hunts and and then the rest of the story takes place in the us it's on my list of books to maybe rework And then the second question I've received per email was, where do I write? And I write mainly, I write in two spots, well, maybe in three spots. I write mainly on the couch in my house, in front of the TV, but the TV is not turned on when I write. I usually write listening to music. Um but not listening to music it's it's very particular. I'm listening to the music with my headphones, and I think it helps me stay in the moment stay in the like in the writing place or in my writing place and I bought not too long ago like uh, something you can because my my uh, wrists were a bit hurting so I bought something um like the lapped lap desk desk lap lab desk to help out with that and so I write there and then I also sometimes write at the dinner table and sometimes I write rarely I also write in the office so in the office I do a lot of other self-publishing related tasks I also do a lot of narration that's why I do my narration that I get hired from in the office but the actual writing Part happens mainly on the couch. When I have a lot of notebooks. Like I have a lot of notebooks. And you've got to tell me if you're a writer or if you're a planner. I mean you must have a lot of notebooks. And sometimes I, I may plan on the notebook. Like I may have if I have an idea I may try to like develop it. In the notebook by hand, I used to not as much anymore. I also used to write in the train, like I wrote one, two, three. Main, not main. Well, maybe like seventy percent, sixty percent. I wrote it in the train. I wrote it on my way to work. I, when we lived in Germany, I used to work in Frankfurt, or we either lived in Worms or we lived in Mainz, and both cities to get to Frankfurt. I mean, I could have driven, but it was much more practical with the train. So I used to take, I would have at least 45 minutes in the train when we lived in Mainz. And then I had to like walk to the train station and then take the metro or walk to the to the European Central Bank where I used to work. So it would take me like when we lived in Mainz, it would take me about, I want to say, an hour to an hour and a half to get to work, but when we lived in forms, it would take me even longer. And I used to, yeah, I used to write. I had bought a very, and I, I just remembered. I think I gave it to my to my mother in law. I had bought, or we had bought, a very small laptop, like a I can't remember how many inches it was, because I was I was writing in the train. All the time. And I would write before like the, the playing with fire book. I wrote a lot with longhand. And then I would transfer it to the laptop. But then when I was trying to be more like I wanted to get one, two, three published. This was one of my goals. And then I would revise in the train. And I remember reading my critic partner's book in the train as well. Or I would wake up like very early or so on the weekend to revise and to finish what I've started. Like my days when I used to work at the European Central Bank would be like I would get up super duper early because I would, in the last apartment we lived in, um, where I didn't have to take the bus to get to the train station, so I could walk from our apartment to the train station in Mainz and then hop on the train and I would take a direct train. I would not have to change trains. I would take a direct train from Mainz to Mainz Römisches Theater, that was the the train station name, to Frankfurt, and then I would either walk from the main train station to the European Central Bank, which at the time was in the center of Frankfurt, and or I would take I would switch and I would take the metro, the subway, the U-Bahn in German, and I would then be at work. But that meant that I also had to do that on the way back from work. So my days would be like... I would be gone from the house for maybe 12 hours at least to 13 hours. Yeah, it was... It was those were very long days. Very long story to say that now I write on the couch. <laughs> but my former username, like on Twitter, before I came out with my name... I used to be known as commuting girl. I mean, known. Yeah, I guess I should be known as, that didn't mean I was known. I was just known as commuting girl. This was my my username. And um, the reason behind was the fact that I was on the train. So thank you so much for your questions. And if you have any more questions for me, don't hesitate to either record a voicemail and the link is in the episode's description. Or you can send me an email at authorelodinovodatsky at gmail.com. Or you can always leave a comment on my blog as well at www.elodinovodatsky.com. Thank you so much for listening. And in my next episode, you will be able to listen to a wonderful chat I had with author Ines Johnson. We discuss everything self-publishing and she is she was really a joy to talk to you and she is the author of the book book article how i make six figures as a self-published author in that article she explains how she's learned from her mistakes and everything and how she turned those mistakes around into things that work for her so again thank you thank you so much for listening Do not forget to subscribe, follow, leave a review that is very helpful. And happy writing if you're a writer. And to everyone, happy reading.